Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drinking Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 181. Thank you for joining us tonight. Guys, we have a packed house tonight. We have some guests, and we have some fellow podcasters with us, so that always helps make the show run a little easier. It's less work for me and Brian. We have, from the Gamers Week podcast, we have the entire crew. We've got Blue. We've got Retro Game Brews. We've got Donnie G Retro. They are all here tonight with us. Guys, how you doing? Doing, doing great. well. Doing great. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate you guys coming on. Um, yeah, as Jim said, fellow podcasters. And right off the bat, guys, shout out. Where can people find you? Where should they hit subscribe? And, of course, give you guys five stars. <laughs> Go for it, Ryan. All right, well, you can find us on at GamersWeekPC on Twitter if you'd like to interact with us there. If you want to find the episodes of the podcast, search any podcast app that you can listen to. Of course, iTunes, I think, is a place where you can give us five stars, so definitely check those out, and feel free to subscribe. Uh, we also have uh, Patreon. It's patreon.com slash GamersWeek, and, uh, yeah, we even have an Instagram, so that's, that's what we're doing. But you guys also have your little individual stuff. Shout it all out. You all streamers, you all Twitters. (laughs) Fucking let the people find you. (laughs) So uh, my name is Ryan. I am Retro Game Brews. And very easily, I am at Retro Game Brews. Blue, what about you? Uh, My handle is at Riders View, spelled with a Y to make it extra complicated and difficult for you. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Riders View. And my name is Donnie G. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Donnie G Retro and also at my local YMCA Watching People Swim. (laughs) <laughs> I thought that was my job. <laughs> walking in on my territory. I just sit there with my lawn chair and my binoculars and just like. Mm. I was gonna say he doesn't have a job there. That's he just not what up. I'm doing. He's just uh, <laughs> yeah, and and uh, as we always do, we will have the links for everyone and everything they said. So make sure check it out below. If you're not already, go over, give these guys a subscription. So guys, how's it going tonight? As tradition, we always like to first go around and see what has everyone got in their glass tonight. So uh, Retro, let's start with you. All right, so uh, first one tonight, because I brought three. So the first one I got here is from Athletic Brewing. It's a free wave hazy IPA. It is uh, a non-alcoholic beer because uh, I quit drinking back in January. So uh, we're, we are rocking NA beer. But uh, one of the cool things that I found out recently is that uh, there are a lot of really great NA beers that are out there. And this happens to be one of my favorites. So excited nice. for this one. So how's the like taste differential? Do you notice anything like crazy or is it still like, like is an IPA still kind of like an IPA even without yeah, like, the so- bite? If, uh, when you get into like the higher alcohol stuff, so like you know like a Dippa or uh, a triple IPA, yes, you definitely will taste a difference because there isn't much uh, as far as availability. But a standard IPA tastes exactly the same. So, mm. great stuff. Nice. Yep. What about you, Blue? So tonight I am going the whiskey route, and I am drinking. Uh, it's called Lead Slingers Bourbon Whiskey, and it is out of Moore, Oklahoma. It's my first time trying this tonight, mm. and uh, I actually really, really like it. I don't like a lot of bourbons because they tend to be really, really sweet, but this one is very mellow. It's only got a tiny bit of sweetness at the end, so I uh, highly recommend. Nice. Yeah, definitely bourbon lovers here, so I don't know. I don't think I've ever heard of one from Oklahoma, so I'll definitely I actually know where more Oklahoma is. My my wife's family is uh, they moved to Edmond, Oklahoma. So the more Edmond area, like wow, that's kind of weird. <laughs> so you got a place to visit when you go <laughs> yeah, back exactly. and see the <laughs> Yeah, stop by and get a bottle. It's really <laughs> no good. Kidding. 
Now, what about you, Donnie? What you got tonight? Uh, I am drinking a good old Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Um, okay. It is one of my very favorite Oktoberfests, and it it doesn't change from year to year. I've, I've had some beers that like the recipe kind of tastes off um, whenever like it comes out the next year, but this one has stayed tried and true, and it's what. Uh, the 11th of October. So they're going to be taking it out of the store here, like within a couple days, which is always blowing mm-hmm. my mind because it's like Oktoberfest, make it available <laughs> for the entire damn month. They can't do it that way. No. Come on, you know, no. you know better than that. <laughs> you got to come yeah. out with their pumpkin ale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> well, uh, then you guys are not going to like our beers. So. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm starting us with the Fagley's Devious Imperial Pumpkin, which is a nine percent yeah it's a nine percenter Uh-oh. it's got a shit ton of flavor a lot of spice it's really really good and i know you're not a fan of pumpkin beers but if you do like any type of spice whatsoever this one's right up your alley and the booziness uh it doesn't it, what's scary is with nine percent it goes down way too smooth and it's a big <laughs> yeah, that's can. a dangerous that's dangerous yeah so i'm already i already went through half of it and refilled it so i'm you know, going through it, it, it goes <laughs> like that. So, yeah, what about you, Jambers? What you got? Brian, I'm a little upset right now because we're both in black T-shirts and we <laughs> both have fa- Fagley's Devious. And God. <laughs> Was there a dress code tonight? We didn't know about it. Twins, Basil. Twins. <laughs> all right. Did, did all right, Jim. Now? All right, Is that Jim. what happens? You just take off your shirt for the rest of the episode, Jim. <laughs> shirt or blouses versus skin? I can faintly hear goodbye horses playing in the background. <laughs> Jim just stands up. All right, fuck me. He's not wrong. But yeah, no, I mean, I was drinking this last night, too. And like you said, 9% full of spice, but ridiculously easy to drink. So uh, we just recorded our bonus episode last night, so... Uh, it was more of in time as we had discussed, and yeah, I was feeling good by the end of it. So uh, I'll have another good night of sleep following this. <laughs> nice son of a bitch! Did any of you uh, dare to watch Morbius? No, not yet. No. Not yet. <laughs> no one embraced a meme but us, mainly me, because it was my turn to pick, and I hate everyone. It was your hate fault, watching Jim. is not my thing, so no, I did not. Mm. It wasn't really hate; it was odd curiosity, maybe sick curiosity, you could call it. Right. But it was laziness because it was on Netflix. That's the only goddamn reason you chose it, and you know it. Very true. <laughs> so, guys, uh, also, we always like to cover, you know, what have you been able to play the last week, whether it be for projects or just for fun. So stay with the same order. Ryan, what you got this week? Uh, so I've been grinding at Splatoon 3. That's And that's no surprise because anybody who knows me, that's – it's been a huge part of the last couple of weeks, and uh, doing well. I haven't actually had a whole lot of time this week to to grind, but uh, enjoying it so far. It's I mean, I love Splatoon two, so Splatoon three is just more more of the awesomeness I enjoyed with uh, the first two. So with all the connection issues, I'm sure you got at least three games in in all that time. Like, uh, <laughs> two and a half. <laughs> Has it really nice. been as bad as everyone's been saying? Because I've never played Splatoon, but I've been hearing a lot of things. At first it was. They've done some patches recently, so it's a lot better. But still, uh, the one that, that kills me is you'll play an entire game. It'll get down to deciding you know, what the winner is. It'll tell you who wins, and then you'll get a communication error. And we'll get credit for that entire match. That's Oof. just like, ugh. And then it, it sometimes will punish you by saying, oh, you've connected or disconnected too many times. Uh, you're going to get 
you know, banned for seven minutes, 10 minutes, 19 minutes. So, so they fuck you on the points and then they won't even let you play. That's a, that's a Nintendo if I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds like 2006 online multiplayer. So that's about right. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) What about you, Blue? What have you been playing? Um, nothing new, mostly just Mario Kart. Uh, Mr. Blue is, uh, he is determined that one day he shall beat me. Like consistently, not every once in a while when he gets lucky. And so far it hasn't really happened, but uh, that's mostly what I've been playing. So let me ask you, if the day comes when it starts becoming consistent, are you just not playing anymore? Oh, no. (laughs) I don't think it will happen. (laughs) What about you, Donnie? What you been playing? Uh, I've been switching back and forth between uh, trying to – max out on tetris which is <laughs> never going to max out um trying to practice for the prge the the classic tetris world championships that's coming up here this weekend uh i am going representing to the podcast of course you have to do well well <laughs> you say that <laughs> i did put up a five hundred thousand score this morning like the first game i, I played it was like five hundred thousand. i'm just like oh okay we're doing this all right and then the next subsequent games is like a hundred thousand two hundred thousand i'm just like uh so I've been switching back and forth between that and Warzone. Um, I play the crap out of Warzone, and I really need to stop and do something else. However, I will say that I did kind of think about picking up Hollow Knight again today, and then I just didn't. You should. I know, I know. I still have to 100% that game, but it's tough to like take me back or take me away from Warzone. 112 percent <laughs> uh. <laughs> Yeah. 100%ing is not that difficult. Where, where does it end? Where does it end? First it was 100%. Then it was 101%. Now it's 120%. When, and now it's going to be 1,000%. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't sound satisfying. It's just saying, like, oh, you're only, re- only really at 82%. So right. you just got to keep going. Right. <laughs> oh, but it's such an easy game. You don't have a problem. You'll be fine. Yeah. That's fine. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Jambers? Uh, still, I'm at the ass end of Spider-Man on PS4. So... We're doing it for a review. I mean, it's great, but I've I've had my fill. So right now I'm at the point where I'm ready for it to be done. It's very fun, but it just gets really repetitive by the end. And still trudging along with XCOM 2 and getting my ass completely handed to me every goddamn time. So it's a fantastic strategy game, but it gives me... There's no relaxing when playing it. It's just stress and stress and then anger and then rage quitting. So it'll probably take me about like three years to get through that. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just how those kind of games are. That's like the pattern of every online game. Basically, like any kind of strategy game like that, it's just nothing but stress. And then your best guy gets killed by a critical hit and then you have to reset the entire game. So it's wonderful. That's why I don't do strategy games. <laughs> Well, Jim, but I loved how penisy you were getting when you kept saying, I'll just keep letting my guys die. I don't care because I need to get through it. And now, have you done a 180 on that statement, Jim? Yeah, that sure as shit didn't work. <laughs> By the way, I caught that reference, the penisy. The penisy, so. yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I myself, like I said, I've been really like balls deep into the daily edits of trying to get through the rest of these puppet combo games so i've been going back getting more footage for that outside of that i randomly decided because i guess the the subtle um advertisements for fallout stuff has gotten to me and i was like let me just get fallout 76 since it's free on my xbox pass on my pc let me see if it looks different than on my old ass xbox one and it does and i started booting that up for a little bit 
and done a little bit of Dead by Daylight as well. Um, still a fan of that game. But, uh, yeah, I'm gearing myself up. Uh, Donnie, it's funny you talked about Call of Duty. You, every year, it's a tradition. We're going to get it on midnight release, stay up all night and play it. So I've purposefully this time not done any research because I want to gear up and, and be ready to start playing that. Yeah, so, going blind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's really all I've been able to get to this week, though. So how, how long have you been uh, playing Dead by Daylight? Cool. Uh, probably since 2017 or 18. Ah, okay, same so as me. I, yeah, so I got it on the Xbox One, and um, I, I, you know, been playing it for years. I wouldn't say I'm great. I just play it a lot. Um, and then I decided, like, I was tired of getting completely just owned by pc players i was like let me just try it on pc see if it does make that much of a difference uh-huh. and some it of the bitch it does i'm like <laughs> especially as killer i'm like this is so unfair how much different it is on console i was like well all right i'm kind of starting all over with a fresh character to see how long it takes me and interestingly enough you'll appreciate this donnie i i'm a nerd for statistics in the first 14 games of being Trapper, I've gotten all 4Ks every single Ooh, game. Ooh, that's sweet. In a row, where that's I'm like, sweet. I know my MMR is going to like go <laughs> off the chart here. Right. But I'm like, I'm enjoying it for right now. I'm like, this game is fun again. <laughs> <laughs> that's the old GGEZ after in the chat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I get a lot more messages these days. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Donnie and I, the reason that we became friends, I think, was because Donnie was streaming Dead by Daylight on Twitch and uh, ended up watching him and spending pretty much the entire time trolling him. So anytime he would die, I'd throw him one bitty and it would say pity bitty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Donnie, we, uh, we definitely got to play that together. I, I actually just downloaded a whole bunch of the updates for Dead by Daylight. I haven't touched it, I think, in maybe a year, a year and a half. And I've okay. kind of been on the fence about getting back into it. So, sure, let's fire up a game. Let's do it. Yeah. Do some streams and we'll both get our pity biddies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be waiting. <laughs> there you go. So, Chambers, um, as is tradition, uh, I know every week we got our questions from Patreon. So, why don't we let everyone here help us answer some of those this week? Yeah, it's actually going to, for fans of Gamers Week, this will probably be along the lines of your guys' Patreon episodes where you're going to be doing it uncensored and not censoring out all the bleeps and everything like that because Brian Iris comebacks. But yes, <laughs> patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game. Where for as little as $2 a month, you can ask a question and we'll answer on each and every single one of these Power Hour podcasts. So first up from Gamer Astral, if you could only drink one type of beer for the rest of your life, which would it be and why? So, so obviously, Ryan, we know you're not drinking beers right now, but even with the non-alcoholics, is IPA and double IPA still your go-to style? Like you like Typically. the, yeah, you like that flavor in general. Right. Okay. Uh, th- I think the first one I ever had was Stone Ruination IPA, and that kind of like made me a, a hophead. So mm-hmm. ever since then, love IPA. Okay. Now, Blue, do you drink beer at all? I'm going to answer root beer. I think that's <laughs> more my style. I don't like beer. I prefer, you know, whiskey, absinthe, that kind of stuff. I was going to say then, what is your, is bourbon or whiskey your, go- well, you said most bourbons are too sweet. So is whiskey your go-to for liquors? Generally, yeah. Okay. Or if, or if the store has, uh, the liquor store has some absinthe in, which they often don't, but yeah. if they do, I'll grab some of that. Now with the whiskeys, is it, uh, when it's not bourbon, do you prefer Irish or... 
No. Nope. Uh, scotch. <laughs> scotch. Scotch. Okay. <laughs> nice. Now, what about you, Donnie? When it comes to beers, um, I, I used to hate IPAs. Now I really like them, um, but they're not my go-to. I like more of a sour beer. Um, but I also like scotch and um, bourbon and, and all that stuff. So my go-to scotch, however, is a McKellen 20-year. That stuff. He's a fancy boy. Uh, I, yeah, I, fancy I am shit. a fancy boy. Uh, <laughs> it is the smoothest stuff I've ever ever had and when i see people in movies drinking scotch and whatnot it's like they just they sip it and then it looks it, it seems like it's so smooth and the first time i ever had scotch i took a drink and i'm like, <laughs> like what is this how do they do this crap and i realized i was drinking like an eight-year-old scotch or a 10-year-old scotch like johnny walker red and <laughs> and it's not until you start unfortunately spending a little bit of money that you get the better end of the scotches and the whiskeys and, and even the vodkas and tequilas too. Yeah. Get what you pay for, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. That McKellen's, that stuff is damned. I, I only know that from the getting one glass and being like, how much is that? Yeah. Right now? Like, what the <laughs> oh, fuck? it's $50 a pour. Yeah. I was like, wait, what? I was like, I'll okay. close my tab. Thanks yeah. a lot. I was taking little baby steps, like <laughs> just to try to enjoy it. But yeah, no, that stuff is yeah. It, it of everything that we've ever I've ever noticed when like you see marked up prices, uh, scotches, bourbons. Yeah, when the price tags up, it usually does make a big difference in how it goes down for sure. Yes. So yeah, I agree. From my that. experience, yes. Mm-hmm. And I gotta agree on the vodka end too, because I have always hated like every single vodka I've ever had. Until recently, I had finally like randomly just had some Kettle One, and I was like, "Wait, yes. this is supposed to be like yes. time?" <laughs> oh my god! I I was in Vegas 2017. I'm sitting at a poker table. I'm playing. These guys started like getting shots of Kettle One. I was like, "Oh, I'll have one," and it tasted like water. And yeah. the next thing you know, I'm just like, I'm up two grand, and I'm stumbling. <laughs> they set out. you up. I'm, like, uh, I'm calling my wife. Like I'm up two grand. And- I'm on the strip. She's like, Will you shut your damn mouth? You people are going to come up and rob you. I'm like, I don't care. This is great. So, yeah, I represent the Kettle One. Nice. What about you, Chambers? Beer for life. What are you going with? You pick a specific one. Don't say the dickhead answer of just sours. No, no. Actually, you know what? I'm going to go with don't say what? Keystone. Wait, I said sours. You're calling no, me a dickhead? No, no. Yes, that's what he does. See, Jim, I bring the Jim people knows, on. He calls them dicks. Jim knows. <laughs> he knows the, the triggers for me. He's general about shit. I'm like, don't do the answer. And don't do the one right behind your head, you son of a bitch. I mean, for as much as I love my little cheapy pilsners, I'd actually Keystone. probably go with like a light lager just because... It's dependable. It's always there for you. It fits any season, any time. It's never going to be a thing where it's like, oh, I don't feel like drinking this today. There's like, there's a, a certain comfort level with just being such a basic kind of beer, but it's more flavor than the typical macros. And like a light Yingling, a Yingling light, like I can drink them all day, every goddamn day if I could. But and it's not super expensive either, and I'm a cheap piece of crap. So there you go. <laughs> hmm. All right. So for me, um going with my Irish roots and I got to stick with Guinness, uh, as a everyday drinking beer, it, it is suitable surprisingly in any weather, even warm weather. Um, so it's oddly like calorically 
equivalent to some light beers, mm-hmm. if not better than some of them. Yep. And you get a little mm-hmm. bit of protein. So I'm like, you know what? It's an all-around good beer. It's almost like a little mini meal. I still love it to this day from when I first had it, whatever age I was, to now. It's it's always – it's old dependable, I'll call it. So I don't yeah. think I've ever heard anybody talk about the protein content. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for having me. It's a very keto-friendly beer. Yeah. <laughs> But no, that that really is my go-to. Like, I, I get tired of light beers at this point, and yeah, like like Guinness, I, I'm a I'm a sucker for stouts, but I don't need something that's twelve percent every day. Like, you know, that's not enjoyable. So, yeah, Guinness is is an easy go-to. Yeah, and uh, next up from Burn Retinas, what uh, with the rate of global inflation as high as and supply chains fractured. Will that place to PlayStation 2 worldwide unit sales of 158 million even more unlikely to be beaten by anyone? That's a great question. Um, if the supply chain problems were not in existence, I would say totally. Right. Because the Series X and the PS5 are flying off the shelves as fast as they can get on the shelves. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is the supply chain issues that are, are throwing the wrench in everything. But do you really think that the the technology that's in the the Series X and the PS5 is warranted enough for people to go out in droves and not stick with the last gen consoles like the uh, the Xbox Series, uh, the Xbox One, or the PS4? And honestly, when it comes to the PlayStation 2, the reason that people bought that was most not mostly, but there was quite a few people who bought that just as a DVD player. No, so, no, you go on Twitter and the kids tell you that that didn't mean anything. <laughs> yes. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> You're like, that wasn't a big deal. It's like, ah, child. That was huge back in the day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. I thought if anything was going to get close enough to dethrone it at this point, I thought it was going to be the Switch since it kind of combined the best of both worlds, a handheld with a home console. And that's still a ways off. I think that's only at like 110 million. I mean, yeah. it's I don't think like normies numbers. care about handhelds, though. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. But but like from a console standpoint, like yeah, that PlayStation Two number, it's it's amazing how high that got. My yeah. only thought is, future generations. We were just talking about that. Uh, the medium amount of money that people spend based on their generation they were born in. And the newest generations are going to spend so much more because they start gaming at such a younger age. So there will be a point, there'll just be so many more gamers that if, say, Xbox decides to stop making consoles or something and it's just down to Nintendo and PlayStation, I could see one of those in the future taking over that spot because that's all you're going to have. Unless Sega, unless Sega mounts a comeback. <laughs> Dreamcast <laughs> 2, let's go. Yep, I've got uh, two months before... Uh, the end of the year, and I said before the end of the year that Sega was going to do something big. And, and so- if they do, you're under obligation to drop your panties. You did say it on. <laughs> I did, I did, I did. I can't believe you remembered that, but yes, yes, I am under obligation. You could forget. Be- well, they are getting into the NFT game now, so who knows? Maybe, uh, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. The shortages is a son of a bitch, but, but to your point, I can't tell if if the Xbox if like the exclusivity of the PS5 and the Xbox One or Series X whatever the hell um if it's just going so hot because people know it's such a limited commodity if it was available fully I don't know what those numbers would look like but I know I still can't find an Xbox 
um, Series 1 anywhere. Like, I, Jim and I both got PS5s by very luckiness, like, last year. But I still, I don't see them in any stores. I don't see them in Best Buys or Walmarts or Targets, anywhere. So, if yeah. either of you, you can... want one, I mean, they're in stores, in Targets, around my area. So, hit me up and I can pick one up for you. You can pay me and I can ship it to you and all that stuff. I'm glad they wow. do that. <laughs> Donnie, are they selling Neo Geo AESs at that store? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wish. take one of those. <laughs> Turbo Express? Yep. <laughs> uh, I saw one of those at a uh, in one of, like a local like mom and pop video game store. And uh, yeah, they wanted 400 bucks for it. Not box, nothing like that. Just, oh, just no, sitting no, no, there. No. And I'm sure, no in this place, they don't even, it's one of those ones that doesn't clean the cartridges. So I'm like, there's no way the capacitors in this thing work. Or Probably like not in any kind of condition. <laughs> As is. Guys, now wait, hon. I, I have a random trivia question. Using the very, very um, you know, trustworthy source of Wikipedia, Oof. what do you think is the lowest selling console of all time? Oh. Aside from the Soldier Boy console? <laughs> That's not even in the list. <laughs> <laughs> See, so it wins. I win. <laughs> I'm going to go with Atari 5200. Okay. Donnie? Uh, the Atari Jaguar. Okay. Blue? Ooh, no, I want to change it. Go ahead, you can change it. It's all right. <laughs> the Virtual Boy. So that's what I was going to say. But in yeah. my head, I was going back and forth. Is that a console? It, it is. It's a handheld. <laughs> yeah. No, you hold the controller. Now, Chambers, what about you? Is this going to be one of those lists with, like, real consoles, or is it going to have shit like the uh, the Commodore CDTV or something like that on there? <laughs> um, it's, from what I'm seeing, it's just real consoles. Real consoles. Okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. All right, I'll piggyback. I'll go Virtual Boy as well. So it's actually like a five-way tie Ooh. between the Atari 7800, the Atari 5200, so, Ryan, you got that, the Telstar, the Philips CDI. Ah. Ah, ah dang it. <laughs> and then, to, actually, it's a six-way tie. I'm terrible at numbers. Atari Lynx and the Steam Deck. This. But, it, but okay. they're counting that, like, because it just came out. But, yeah, that it's Is that a console? They're counting it. They're counting that like it has the Switch. That's right. Yeah. All right. And I guess back to Burn Retinas' question, I'm actually going to say the Switch might overtake it because I can see Nintendo doing their fuckery that they did with the Game Boy and consider, like, four consoles in the same family. So the way they always combine, like, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Advanced Sales, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, the Switch and Switch, too. Yeah, it's same family, so $200 million. <laughs> Yeah. They, they got to try to win somehow, Jim. Hey, <laughs> got to play dirty. If you're not playing dirty, you're not playing. No, nah, but, but good question there, bud. Yep, and that wraps up the questions for this week. So once again, thank you to all of our patrons for the questions and the continued support. Head on over to Patreon to check out our tiers for game review requests, bonus episodes, and all the kinds of exclusive content that you can get there. And if you're new to the podcast, please head over to iTunes and Spotify. Leave a five-star review. Uh, any five-star review with a comment, we'll read on the show. Yeah, thank you for the support, guys. We truly, truly appreciate it all. All right, so we kind of did everything out of order, but it's on purpose because... On your guys' show, it's basically, in a lot of ways, like ours, where we have our bits and then we go through the news of the week, that kind of deal. Now, granted, you guys are way more professional about it than we are. 
because as I learned by being on your show that one episode, like the, you guys, the way you script out everything and like actually put down real information and not just skim your articles and go, oh yeah, this is kind of what it said. You like go into like actual real real detail about everything. It's I mean, like, you should you hear get... what we cut first before you call us that professional, right? <laughs> Oh, you know what? I'm still saying compared to ours. Even the cut <laughs> But, like, how did you guys come like come to the conclusion? Be like, all right, let's set this up this way. Let's go around that way. Like, how did you get your format down? It was just kind of trial and error, really. Uh, Ryan and I had been together on a previous podcast, and that was what ended up working for us there. So we just decided, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it, and kept on doing the same thing. Very cool. So it wasn't bringing on Donnie being like, oh, God, we have to walk him through this. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Donnie, you were on what, like two or three episodes of the previous show? Yeah, of the yeah, the old podcast. Yeah. And then uh, I had done a podcast with a couple of different people. Uh, we tried to get one off the ground. It was like herding cats and it just didn't go well. Yeah, we know that pain, especially when it like comes to you guys are real easy. But sometimes, you know, it comes with scheduling and all that stuff. The more people you throw in there, it kind of yeah. makes it into a nightmare at times. <clears throat> <laughs> and then my whole thing is like trying to like trying not to interrupt people whenever they're talking because if you're what exactly <laughs> if you're if you're if you've got a good thought in your head and you want to get that out and somebody's like trying to interject and 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 stuff like that it's like for me it's uncomfortable when I'm trying to get a thought out because I feel like I'm I'm just interrupting and inter- interrupting interrupting that's why I kind of pressed a little bit for video because if like you could you could look at people's faces and say like oh this is this person's got something to say okay i might want to stop and and yada 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 so my my whole thing was like i wanted to do video because of that but we have not done that yet for some odd reason you got something you want to say no (laughs) (laughs) excuse me i'm gonna go get my popcorn i'll be right back (laughs) (laughs) i'm not editing video i admire you guys for what you do but i'm not editing video and audio that's i could edit video as long as i have like i know how to do it like i've got some of the adobe suites of tools i could totally do it (laughs) now i was gonna say now which one of you guys is the editor because brian's the editor for our page so he has to deal with all my flub ups and foibles who's the victim on your side that would be me Oof. blue i'm gonna raise this to you i know the the pains now here here's a question since i only deal with jim i can answer it's very easy easy between me and him the amount of ums uh like little things i have to cut from from reviews um who's the toughest to edit on your side ryan (laughs) <laughs> not even close because no hesitation <laughs> i'm sure you know this with certain people when they speak some people naturally pause between their thoughts ryan doesn't pause ever he just keeps on talking so if there's an um i usually can't get it out because he didn't even take a breath between the um and the next word see love you buddy <laughs> see the difference is jim has the pregnant pauses right to a fault but those are easy those are easy you just hack out the big section and get rid of it but then they'll be in the middle of a million um so (laughs) yeah uh and and the problem is i i get to the point i don't know if you're there blue like when you when you look at so many audio files you can just see the certain noises made and you right you don't have to listen to it you can just scan through with your eyes and pick out the ums and get rid Mm -hmm. of them totally and then sometimes he'll message me he'll be like Man, why'd you leave in my three two ones? I was like, because you had it seven fucking times. And I missed that one. <laughs> right. I was it like, looks That's like every other audio files. I was like, you know how many times I had to edit out these PCs? Like, you left that one in at mark hour forty. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 
it it happens sometimes. <laughs> I used Son to <laughs> I used to think Brian was exaggerating about this shit, and then I started editing stuff on my own and doing like side videos. And as I'm going through, I'm just like. Oh my god! I like, right. I texted Brian. I was just like, I'm so sorry. By the time you get to like the eight thousand seven hundred and thirty fourth, um, you're just like, yeah, yeah. And, and and I I I'm like, I mean, the number of times you go through, and I feel like I listen through a thing. Once I know I got it all, I'll be honest. I don't sit down and then re-listen to a two-hour-long podcast the entire way through. I'm no, editing it as I go, and then Jim, yeah, he'll point out. will be like. But at hour and 25 minutes, there was this one thing. I was like, it was a mess. Through me. I was like, I'm just going to leave it at that. Right. But do you have the nightmares? Do you have the nightmares that you left in something that was really bad? I mean, oh. your guys' show is not family-friendly like ours, but I sometimes literally have nightmares that I missed something horrible. And people are I, listening to it. I, that I definitely... I, even even though we're not fam- family friendly, I've cut plenty of stuff, and I've definitely I've we've had guests that have said like, "Hey, can actually can we cut this one thing I just said or whatever the case is?" And it's like, "Oh fuck, I better make sure." Like that, right. I'll make sure when it's a situation like that, I definitely sit and somebody listen docks it. themselves. You're like, "Yeah, I better get rid of that. <laughs> it's like that ruin relationships." Uh, <laughs> yeah, let me just make sure I get that out of there. But like, even Jim and I like. You know, like anybody, if you're recording these things, like how we take breaks in between, mm-hmm. we'll say shit in between. It'd be like, let me make sure I didn't leave any of this in. <laughs> like, you know, so yeah, I've definitely. I've I, pulled I'm, the uh, texting Brian because, like, when we record, we always get the podcast out within two or three days. So the next morning or like a day and a half later, I'll be texting. I'm like, hey, can you make sure you take out this one part? And he'll be like, mm-hmm. fine. <laughs> Sometimes I'm just like, nope, they got to hear. <laughs> yeah i get those texts from ryan sometimes late at night and it's like you're just lucky i didn't already put it out <laughs> well let me ask so you guys had what i've actually been surprised so jim and i i mean we we don't edit much and you could still say we're vulgar but i know in real life we're probably more vulgar <laughs> and there is a switch that turns on once we hit record where we actually don't curse and talk as bad as we usually do so with you guys cutting out so much stuff have you like auto corrected yourselves in real time like and how you speak when yes. you guys are recording uh i know i have because I, I have a huge potty mouth yes. I, I i like the f word it has so many uses so many colorful options so absolutely uh, and, and you know it's kind of the same thing with work when you do presentations at work you mm. you know you have a tendency to kind of self-censor in that sense. So I think that that, that kind of splashes over, if you will. And uh, about- yeah, that's always the fun thing with real life when you're sitting at your desk and you see a phone call coming in. And you go, what? What now, you stupid motherfucker? Hello, this is Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I've never done that. I don't know what you're talking about. How can I help you? What about you, Donnie? Have uh, you, uh, you found that to be the same as well? Yeah, my, my mind lives consistently. Oh, you're on mute. Oh, sorry. That would help. Uh, my <laughs> mind consistently lives in the gutter, so it's can confirm uh, the first like <laughs> like I guess ten episodes. It took everything in me to like kind of not like my my brain is like thinking of something, and then all of a sudden my mouth starts to speak, and I'm like, nope, nope, can't do that, can't do that. So I've scaled back, and then on the uncut episode that we have, which is our Patreon only bonus cast, I am a little bit more vulgar in that regard, but. It's un poquito. It's not as much as real life Donnie G is. And yeah, so I can, I can attest to that. 
Yeah, definitely. The difference between our main show and our our patron-only show, you can tell all of us self-censor in the main show because otherwise it would be impossible. So when coming up with the show, did you guys, like, was that one of the first things someone suggested? Like, let's make sure we edit out, like, we don't curse, like, we, we edit those kind of things out. Like, was that very conscious right up front? Or was it like, a, uh, let's test out a few times and then decide? No, that was something that was a, another carryover from the last show. We didn't curse in the last show. And we had several people who had kids uh, say that they appreciated that they could listen to the show in the car with their kids in the car. And even though it's mm. not necessarily for kids, um, but it is a show you can listen to around kids. So we've had lots of parents tell us that they appreciate that. So we want to keep that going. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and anyone listening to this from that audience, we apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and once you get beer in the title, that tends yeah. to hit the audience quite significantly. We are Nickelodeon. <laughs> you guys are HBO or Skinamax. <laughs> <laughs> Jim. I'm fine. I'll do it. <laughs> no, but so let me ask you guys. Um, was there a lot of talk? I mean, I know you guys just joked around about video or audio, but like right from the get-go, did you know we're only going to do audio or was there a lot of conversation of like, what's the format? How's it work? Like, even though you had the old show, there's a sense of you want to start new lessons learned from the old one, bring it over. But, but what was some of the things you knew like right off the bat? Like I'm going to change. I, I want to, you know, make some changes here. I think one of the changes I was interested in is bringing in some history uh, to the show. Uh, I think one of the things that we struggled on with the previous show was to kind of like, how, what's the last segment? What do we do? And a lot of it was uh, reviews, but often it was one person knew a lot about the, the particular game you were talking about and the other two folks didn't. So it was like basically just one person waxing, you know, as to what they wanted to talk about. So having something that was a little bit more prepared, uh, that covered interesting information, I think that was a key element to it. And then Donnie adding in the retro rewind, uh, as well, I think makes that last section something to listen to. Because I don't want people to, to, to tune out at the last 10, 15 minutes of the show. I want them to listen to the whole thing because we put so much effort into it. No, yeah, you guys, I mean, like Jim said, you guys are definitely way more professional than us. I mean, I, I don't think you guys are sitting there drinking too much while you're recording any episodes. <laughs> Define and I do too like much. What the, <laughs> is there ever but no. i do what i do like about the retro rewind too is like you don't just keep it the gaming even though you're a gaming podcast like you talk about like the movies what was popular all other kinds of stuff like that so especially since we're all like relatively the same age group it's like a yeah. nice little throwback and something that like even somebody who's in a crazy into gaming but still likes you guys and listens has something that <clears throat> they can enjoy yeah we're all mm-hmm. in the same age group except for that fucker wearing the the cloverleaf hat right there. <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, I, I guess the question is, as cre- as creators, whenever I feel like Jim and I all the time, while we have the podcast and a few other things set, there's always once in a while we'll throw out, like, what if we also try doing this? Or what if we try doing that? How often do those things, little 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 idea bubbles pop up for you guys? Like Sonic for the air bubbles. Like, <laughs> you know, every once in a while you're like, oh, what if we also give this? And, you know, you guys put a ton of effort into your show already, but it's like I know how that creative process can go, and somebody's got an idea. So does I think that they, pop up a lot? They pop up every once in a while, more so when we were just starting out and trying to figure out what we wanted to do for the show and what we wanted to do for our patrons. Um, but then I think, you know, we're all adults, and 
there's the realities of our responsibilities and stuff like that. So mm. um, that's usually what keeps us from trying too many of the ideas we have is, could we realistically commit to this every single week? And more right. often than not, we find our plates full with what we're already doing. And mm -hmm. it, it's been a focus, too, to try to do stuff that's fun for the patrons as well. I think that's been most of our focus when it comes to ideas. So, we, you know, we did things like a uh, kind of a, like a weekly game show for a while called uh, Pedantic Challenge, where it's basically like, um, actually, you put out a sentence and one thing is wrong with it and somebody has to correct it. We would do that live with the patrons and we were doing, you know, bowling leagues and stuff with them. So a lot of the focus has been trying to create an environment that they can come to day after day and have fun. So that's, that's been a huge push for us. And you know what? Uh, I honestly, I've been having so much fun in our Discord with our patrons. It's made it so much worth it as far as from a community perspective. And they brought in their friends, too. So it's been great. Yeah, you guys have really been, like, killing it with your respective discords and stuff like that. Because I see you, like, always promoting, like, your weekly little events or stuff you have going on. And, like, our mutual buddies in the Elitist. Like, they're always doing, like, weekly games yeah. and stuff like mm -hmm. that with their discords. And I'm like, one, how do they have the time? And two, man, they're way better at this than we are. <laughs> <laughs> there is some of that, yeah. Well, let me ask you, speaking of community, which of all the platforms now you got to maintain? There's a shit ton. And I've said, you know, I'm the editor for the page. Jim, he, he does Twitter. I'm, I don't touch our, our page's Twitter at all, hence the stuff you'll see him like and retweet. Um, what? But, like, I'll take care of the Instagram. We both kind of share duties on Facebook. Like, with all those different pieces, which one do you think is, I don't want to use the term hassle or headache, but which one is the most intensive to manage, I would say? One that takes up most of the time. I mean, uh, our biggest focus is Twitter for the Twitter. most part. So, uh, like, 90% of the things that we promote is done through Twitter. But that's because that's how we met each other. That's how we've built community over the years. Uh, so it makes sense to focus on that. Uh, the one I just don't get, it's like a nut that I cannot crack is Instagram. I don't get what I need to do to, to get people to like <laughs> the things that we post there. It's like, oh, this worked out great on Twitter. Every, you know, got a, a hundred plus likes on it. You put it on Instagram and it's crickets. And mm -hmm. so it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely a different piece. And you sure. are using the applicable hashtag, correct? Of course. Okay. Yeah, of course. I just want to make sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny you say that because Jim is the Twitter guy. And since I do handle our Instagram, you you have to be a hashtag whore with that. Like you like that and every time Jim posts something, he'll do like one hashtag like it's Twitter and I'm like, No one's gonna see this now and I have to go in and re edit it every single time. But and that's one of those things. Oh, it's, post it's goes like from like this to yeah, but that's the thing. That's the thing that sucks. You have to become a hashtag whore. You have hashtag nineties, hashtag this, hashtag this, and you're like it's oh annoying my God. as shit. Yeah, it is. It's a pain in the ass. I, not doing that. Yeah, And you feel I mean, dirty I, doing it too, but you know you have to. <laughs> it's one of those things where I've literally, especially if like if we're just posting about podcasts or whatever, I literally just have a little section of notes in my iPhone that have all the hashtags. I just copy and paste them in there. I'm like, whatever. These are the things you got to throw in there every time. It's annoying. And I've seen like some people, it, it's funny. You watch, look at some of the biggest accounts. And at first you're like, Oh man, they don't have any hashtags, and they're their first comment with all the hashtags to try and hide it instead of yeah. in the description. <laughs> where you're like, you're still doing it, you're right. just trying to hide it, like you're not doing it. And I'm like, eh. yeah, it's it's the game we all play. No, I was asking because Jim, we got we got our fun little. Uh, I got a fun little message from Jim. It's like, 
well, we had to ban somebody on Discord. Oh, God. Ooh. And yeah. it's just like, uh oh. I don't know how much you guys run into just general. There's plenty of shitheads on the internet. I mean, you see it Twitter, anywhere. But it's like one of those things. I've never been a fan of Discord. And we have a, a channel going there, and it's been more active. And it's like, you know, some people are just shitheads. That's the easiest way I can put it. And you end up having to ban them. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, when you get down that Discord and Reddit rabbit holes, I'm like, that's a different layer of the internet, I almost yeah. feel like. And I feel and like, sorry, I feel like with our community, we have not had to do that at all. We haven't had to call anybody out for any type of, uh, um, you know, un... Uh, Uncouth. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I, I got a little bit of a case of the dumbs. Um, <laughs> for any kind of activity like that. You know, everybody is very, very respectable of, of, of each other regarding, you know, uh, male and female and what have you. Nobody's in there racking up a storm like it's 4chan or anything like that. So, yeah. And I think for one of the, the, (laughs) and of course, this is not necessarily a solution for everybody, but one of the things we've done is we made an exclusive Discord uh, just strictly for the patrons. And I think that that has been kind of the key Mm. to our success in regards to that. Because honestly, if if you're to the point in which you want to support us that way, uh, chances are you're much more, we'll say, closer to, to how we, our community is anyway. Uh, so it's for us, at least, I think it's been one of those elements that has prevented some of that. Uh, but on my like just standard discord for just myself. Yeah, I've, I've had to ban quite a few people. <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll concur. I always hated discord up until we had this patron only discord. And now I finally see the appeal of it uh, when you have a, a, a group, a community that's there really just to have fun and to lift each other up and nobody's. Nobody's been combative or inappropriate, you know, I guess beyond what we all kind of allow, but (laughs) nothing that's crossed a line in any way. So it's been really great. Yeah. And even for the most part, like our discord is perfectly fine. And we didn't do it for years because I was in other ones before and I was like, no, fuck that. That's where everyone gets canceled. That's where everything gets dug up and (laughs) shit like that. But then we got enough, you know, patrons and and like, you know, just friends who are like, hey, we want to start a discord. I'm like, all right, fine. I'll set it up. So I set it up, and it's most in like ninety nine percent, like anything else. Like it's like it's very chill, very cool people hanging out. And then you log in one day, and someone fell down a rabbit hole, and you're like, no, 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 fuck, 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 <laughs> <laughs> delete, 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 delete. Yeah. <laughs> ah, the fun of the internet. But with all that being said, let's do the thing that we're all comfortable with: the news of the day. And I think as gaming podcasts, we're all basically contractually obligated to talk about this first topic. (laughs) And the trailer for the Super Mario movie has finally dropped. So, general thoughts. What's everyone thinking about it so far? I'm going to let Blue go first. (laughs) Because me and Donnie agree on something, and I think you don't. So I'm going to let you go first. All right, fine. I have been against this movie since it was announced. I think it's a bad idea. And um, I, especially once the casting came out, I was like, you could not put together a more corporate focused cast than the one that they have given us. I mean, even besides Chris Pratt as Mario, which is, of course, the biggest thing, it's 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 a cast that is clearly designed, first and foremost, to bring in money and whether they're appropriate for the roles is completely secondary if it's thought of at all. So that is my main problem with this is that it's a money-making vehicle not whether it fits the ip or will help bring the ip forward 
So that's why I hate it. Now, that being said, the trailer did look better than I expected. It had, I thought, uh, still some really predictable comedy beats, especially in that first segment. You're like, yep, saw that coming, saw that coming, saw that coming. I hope that it's going to give us more than just fan service and nostalgia. I want an actual story, an actual plot. But there is no escaping Chris Pratt. And I, I, that's the funny thing on Twitter is everybody has been blowing up about Chris Pratt as being a terrible choice for Mario. And then the trailer came out. And now people are saying, well, I can't believe that you're dismissing this whole movie based on Chris Pratt. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm just saying he was a poor choice to voice Mario. And I'm allowed to say that because he was. So it's, it's weird the things that people will go to bat for online. You're really going to bat for Chris Pratt as Mario. Okay. <laughs> whatever whatever floats your boat. Whatever you want to do. Blue just saw that they took away Mario's ass, and she went, I can't beat off to this. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, come on. They're not even fulfilling the basic characteristics of Mario. How are we supposed to get behind this movie? This is supposed to be a movie for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Donnie? Uh, I... I saw the controversy regarding, um, you know, Chris Pratt voicing Mario and it's not Charles Martinet, which everybody loves, but I am of the mind of yes, Charles Martinet voiced Mario, but he does the, Hey, it's a me, Mario. I, I don't know how much dialogue you can actually do. Why are you shaking your head, Ryan? No, I'm saying I, I, I kind of agree with okay. you. I don't know how much dialogue you can do. I was, right. I, and I don't no. know if I want to listen to a, uh, an hour and a half long movie of him going, Oh, we need to go into the kingdom and do it this. I don't know. I'd rather listen to Captain Lou Albano voice the whole damn thing. <laughs> um, but I know that he can't do that. So, uh, or Bob Hoskins, you know. Um, <laughs> it's a death no, sentence. It, it is. I, yeah, I, Chris Pratt's next. <laughs> I am. I am optimistic. I am actually an optimist by nature, so I'm. I'm. I'm going to give it a shot. But the thing, I, I love the trailer. I, I love the the comedy and the interaction between the the penguins and, and Bowser and all that stuff. And I didn't see that coming. I. I, I don't. I, I. I don't have those kind of eyes that where I can spot everything. Like, oh, this should be happening. This should be happening. This should be happening. I, I was pleasantly surprised by it. Uh, I'm going to give Chris Pratt a shot. I don't remember who. I think it's Charlie Day who's voicing Luigi. Um, yes. I, I really, I'm, I'm interested in seeing that because I do like that, uh, that, that actor. Um, I, I, I think I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I was gonna say this kind of the same along the same lines. The Chris Pratt thing. Here's the deal. Unfortunately, we are in a situation where any major movie especially as iconic as Super Mario, they're not going to leave it in the hands of, even if it was closer to what the original was, they're going to just say, we have the star who's probably like two tiers underneath the rock as far as money making in movies. And to your point, Blue, that really is the goal is like, who makes the most movie? Like as much as I've seen, I don't know how many goddamn Jurassic Parks that didn't need to come out, but they still make money hand over fist. I don't know how, but either way, it's like, Okay, I'm not that worried about the voice because yeah, if it was that stereotypical Italian like whoo, like like I, <laughs> I'd probably get annoyed with that yeah. throughout yeah. the movie. I mean, as long as he does more than just be Chris Pratt. Yeah, if he if that'll he be a win. inflection. Yeah, just a tiny bit. But like, I I the the beginning with the penguins and all that shit like. 
you know what? Capture the humor, because all of us, we grew up with Super Mario Brothers, but at the same time, this movie, at the end of the day, it'll give us some fan service, but it's meant for kids. The same way my son loves the shit out of the Sonic movies, and I can sit through and watch them and go, okay, they're fine. Like, I don't need to enjoy every aspect of them. I don't need to assess, like, you know, assess the acting. You're not there <laughs> for that for these movies. So, the animation looks good, which is my biggest thing. It's like, they didn't. They didn't seem to skimp or fuck up that that animation too much. So uh-uh. you know, like Sonic, that had to be completely redesigned after the first trailer came out. Yeah. Sure, you might see some ass cheeks on Mario now. I don't think. Of, I don't. I don't think they're going to appeal to the internet's. Uh, you know, the whole no, argument. they need to like, start yeah. over. Start completely over. Yeah. <laughs> but it's um. You know, I I I'm like. We haven't had, uh, surprisingly, for the arguable most iconic and influential franchise in the world, we haven't had a movie. And that's amazing that Sega beat us to that with this franchise. So it's here. I'll watch it and then give a real honest opinion, but I don't see the big, like, oh, my God, it's Chris Pratt. I think a lot of the hate for Chris Pratt is all the bullshit outside of his acting. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it is what it is. Like, you're watching well, a cartoon plumber try to fight a dinosaur. And also, he okay. plays the the same role in every movie. Every movie, yeah. So, exactly. that, that he, Chris Pratt, playing Chris Pratt, that shouldn't be Mario. In my humble opinion. Chris Pratt, yeah. playing Chris Pratt. Chris <laughs> Pratt. It's the same thing as Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> I mean, that's why Ryan said that Ryan Reynolds' Pikachu is his favorite video game portrayal. Not because it's Pikachu, but because it's Ryan Reynolds. It's Ryan Reynolds, Ra- yeah. I, I mean... The, the the reality is yes. When you hear Chris Pratt's voice, even though you're looking at Mario, your mind is gonna say Chris right. Pratt, just like Pikachu. Yeah, once it's not right. once he started talking, you're it's like, that's right. Ryan Reynolds. You know, like that's the guy from Waiting. You know, like right. <laughs> <laughs> there's gonna be some shit in your head going off. So yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I just like that it does seem like they got the humor right. Like it's gonna be childish, but still kind of funny to look at. So. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll say that. So in here, I copied a tweet from Tara Strong, who's another one of those like super famous voice actresses. She's Harley Quinn. And she wrote a thing saying, Hey, Twitter friends, I happen to know a certain Earth Angel who could use some love. How about Charles Martinet? Picks, ever meet him at a con, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, I don't know about you guys, but my Twitter feeds have been nothing but people going, Poor Charles Martinet, how could they do this? Blah, 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 stuff like that. And obviously, why Chris Pratt? That almost seems like a different thing. Are we maybe overblowing this a little bit? Of course. I mean, to 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 what do you call it? To Ryan's point, how much dialogue has he really done over the years? Right. Maybe like what three hundred lines in twenty five years? No, I think Mario. I think Donnie's spot on in that you don't want to listen to two hours of Charles Martinet doing actual real dialogue which i mm-hmm. back when this movie was announced was my first argument about why we didn't really need a full-length mario movie shorts i think would have been really entertaining could have been really entertaining but when you think about mario games dialogue is not part of it <laughs> so where it, where is all this dialogue going to come from yeah it, like if you wanted to listen if anyone thought that you wanted to listen to charles martinet for you know an extended period of time like that don't you think Nintendo would have done it by now with right. one of their games? Apparently, Superstar, I think he voices a lot more, but I haven't played those, so I couldn't tell you. But, yeah, it's just, it's, it's 
it's weird. It almost seems like everyone's like, oh, this is the popular thing to hop onto and say, how dare they? Of course. Even though Martinet is also the only voice actor from Nintendo who, like, he has a cameo in this. So he's the only one who's even given a bone by Illumination. Mm. So, like, there's other voice actors at Nintendo. They're not getting any kind of credit, and no one's caring about them. Granted, right. they haven't been consistent for 25 years, but still, it's like, hey, I mean... I don't know. It's 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 like bizarrely weird to me. It's not like, like all of a sudden. It's not like there's things out like Charles Martinet reads Hamlet or anything like that in Mario's voice. You know, we we don't have those those hours and hours of. of dialogue. Right. It could be on the dark web. We have no idea. You know, it's not it's like a to be and not to be. <laughs> you know, just like Put you said, Jim, there. we don't have that information. We just have that 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 very little dialogue. The oh here to go. You know, and and nobody I think wants to listen to that for for hours on end. Well, yeah. I will also say that this coming from Tara Strong kind of makes sense. I mean, Tara Strong is, of course, a voice actor herself. In recent years, there's been a shift from folks who are professional voice actors over to celebrities. And I think that that's part of the problem that you run into as well, where, you know, people go now to listen to these voice actors because they recognize the voice. They want to hear that person. And Tara's in, in this basically in the same boat that Charles is, right? She's... I'm assuming being replaced at least in some capacity for all the things that she does too. So it could have happened a time or two. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like not to take away from Charles, like everyone brings up him being the dragon in Skyrim and like, yeah, he did a great job in that. Yep. And there's other examples of like how the guy who voices goofy, what's his name? Tim Fulmer or something like that. Like he had to fight to be the voice in the goofy movie. Cause they didn't want him at first. Then he fucking killed it. So not to say it couldn't happen, but it's just That's like what they have done with the goofy movie. <laughs> apparently they wanted someone else i don't know but like jj jones or something <laughs> oh that would have been awesome <laughs> gosh but, but <laughs> no but ryan to your point i mean tara like you know she's been some pretty big names harley or whatever but yep. did you hear like they are coming out with another batman animated thing and Harley Quinn is getting uh, voiced by Chris Pratt. So she's really just pissed <laughs> off. <at her>. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm Harley. Here's my hammer. Actually, no. I would watch that. I would watch yeah. Chris Pratt. Voice Harley Quinn. It's just weird to see everyone. Sorry, no, I was going to say the thing with Tara that seems she is a voice actor. And I know that community does support each other very well. My only question is, is a little bit of that you want to grab the attention for a second, be in a spotlight as well. Like, I, I don't know. Like I, call me cynical. I, I don't trust uh, sympathy on the internet that much. It is Twitter. <laughs> That's exactly. the only reason <laughs> all of us are on Twitter is for attention. That's what I mean. So True. like, is her doing that? Like, does she really support him? Or is she like, Ooh, I can just throw support his way and it helps me. Those things are That's not mutually the thing. exclusive. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I don't know, but Yeah. Uh, like I said, I think people are blowing it up way too much. I think if Chris Pratt hadn't been in the news and he was just another boring, like Vince Vaughn in every movie, like it would have been probably you shut still your mouth. <laughs> 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 probably still hated on. Uh, hey, I'm Mario. Just not as <laughs> much is all I'll say. Yeah, you're looking at yeah, your I... mushrooms and you're looking at your pipes and you're like, I don't know how to get down the pipe. I don't know how to get down yeah. the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Damn. <laughs> we got nothing that was perfect yeah. yeah i think if they had like a less hated actor too it probably would have helped it probably yeah. would have been less backlash but i also can't feel bad for a guy who's like been universally loved for 25 years and has had a steady gig and can go to any convention he wants and has had a thousand jobs from it so it's still like yeah yeah am i the dick here <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but it, it is uh, it's one of those things. As I've seen with everything Nintendo related, everyone will bitch, but it's gonna make bank, and no one's oh, gonna course. say it with their wallet. So, you know, it's a lot of fake anger that you're still gonna go out and see it, and you know, it is what it is. Whether you hate it or love it, you're gonna pay to see it one way or the other. Hate watching is a powerful thing. People don't seem mm-hmm. to realize that. It's like hate clicking. You know, you're just giving <laughs> the sites exactly what they want for that headline you hate so much. You know how many times we get hate comments and I'm like, you're just adding to the algorithm. <laughs> Thank right. you for the download. Yeah. <laughs> then you uh, push it on, just go, I disagree, and just let them spurg out. And out. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck do you mean you disagree? I yeah. put up a great point. You're just going to say you disagree. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> But speaking of angry gamers, one of our favorite segments on this show is Gamers Mad. And this week, the topic comes to us from The Last of Us TV show. So basically, uh, the actress who will be playing Ellie hasn't played any of the game. And in fact, that she was encouraged not to by the showrunners. And as you can imagine on Twitter, it, 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 there's just a t- it didn't blow up as much as I expected, but it was still just a ton of, oh, great, another adaptation where the actor doesn't know the source material, blah, 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 and just people bitching about that in general. So, from the article, it's basically saying, this comes to us from Video Games Chronicle, but it was in a bunch of places. And at their first audition, they were like, have you played it? And when she said, nope, they said, keep it that way. So, both her and uh, Pedro Pascal, who's the lead, they have both only have watched a little bit of gameplay, and that's basically been it. So, basically, it comes down to, do you guys think this is a big deal at all? Or do you think... Like, anything else is going to be on the showrunners to make sure that the actors, you know, act the way they're supposed to in a show. But do you really think it matters that much if you... Would it, would it be a detriment if they got too invested in the games and the characters? Do you think it's a better slate, or do you think they should, like, really know what they're getting into? Adaptations are a tricky thing. Like, the example that I always like is, you know the first two Harry Potter movies. And they kind of suck. Because they were slavishly devoted to the books. The pacing is not good. And starting with the third Harry Potter movie, they improve dramatically because they finally stepped away from the books far enough to consider what actually makes a good movie versus what makes a good book. So this is kind of the same thing. It's, it's a, a case of you have to take the spirit of the game, the soul of the game, but still consider that you're making a TV show. And it has to be formatted and paced like a TV show. If you're just copying the game, then what's the point of making a TV show? You could just release the cutscenes. So in that sense, I don't see the harm in keeping the actors from being that familiar with the game because it ensures that you're going to get a spontaneous, organic performance as opposed to something that's somebody that's just trying to copy what they've already seen. And actually, that's a great point because... I hate the Watchmen movie. And <laughs> a problem with that movie is it's extremely faithful to the comic, mm-hmm. but it doesn't translate well. So I've actually, I that was one of the few movies I ever walked out of because I was like, this is just terrible. I know exactly <laughs> what's going on. Uh, there and was I, a person that brought their kid to that movie. And when a certain scene happened, I'm just like, uh, he got up and left. And I'm just like, yeah, that, yeah, that you should, sir. <laughs> he got up and left on his own. You didn't just like jump in front of him like Apu in the mirror. <laughs> no. like, not, not my monkey, not my circus. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Ryan? And what do you think? 
No, I agree 100% with Blue. I think that when you're taking content or an IP and translating it into a different medium, to have it to be exactly the same, yeah, it's going to make a certain people really happy if they're looking for fan service. I'm sure there are people who watched, for her example, the first two Harry Potters and were floored because they wanted it to be exactly like the book, but your average watcher is not that interested in that. And this has to have mass appeal. I mean... If you're talking about The Last of Us, yes, that's certainly a very popular game, but this has to cross that barrier between your average gamer and somebody who's not, right? I'm going to want to watch this with somebody in my family, like my wife, and she's going to be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> if it was like, you know, exactly paced along like a video game. So I think that often it's a good choice. I just, I think people want the actors to have some assemblance of just the, like the overall arching story. So they get it. But at the end of the day, that's not what they're there to do. They're there to take direction from the director. They're there to act. And at the end of the day, they're, they're speaking dialogue and doing lines, you know, right. I think it, if you're a fan of a certain property and maybe even more than a fan, like you truly love this property, it means so much to you. That should put the fear of God into you when People, companies say, corporations, corporations say that they're going to make an adaptation of this property that means so much to you. Because at the end of the day, like we said with the Mario movie, they're going to make money first, and then they're going to respect the integrity of your IP second. And so, of course, you want them to be as faithful. You want them to respect your your IP that you love, but good luck with that. But what well, happens... The Oh, God, I'm sorry, Dan. What happens to the actor or actress that isn't? What, like, you take William Shatner and he tries to, you know, he's he's cast in this movie and he's like, oh, my God, Ellie, what are you doing? This is not the way. And you're like, oh, my God, we can't do this. You know, you kind of want to see that translation a little bit sure. from what's happening in the game onto the big screen. Those certain events that happen, not, not to a T, but mm -hmm. somewhat. But that's the casting director's job at that point, right? So that's their job. They need to be able to, to take a look at the actors that are coming in and say, can this person portray it? Because chances are, if you're a casting director, you have played the game, at least. You would expect. No, I don't the think so. The casting director is there to say, can this person make money? That's probably true as well. <laughs> if they can portray the character, that's just a bonus. It's tough. I look at this like we all know video game adaptations. As much as me, we may love some of the older ones from the '90s. They're terrible movies because you know not a single act, single actor Sir. from Street Fighter played Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat or <laughs> any name whatever you want. They never played it, but they were just goofy fun because whatever we see real people dressed up like the characters we know. Last of Us is weird because it falls in that category of Jim doesn't like a lot of PlayStation exclusive games because they tend to be cinematic games where you're basically playing a movie through a game. So there is a lot more story poured into those games. And I look at something like The Witcher where Henry Cavill has been notorious for he's spent hundreds and hundreds of hours with The Witcher games before he played The Witcher. And he even still put a spin that was unique to him, but captured everything you'd want from, you know, Geralt of Rivia. And it's one of those situations where you're like, oh, he did it. He did it justice because he knew the character, but didn't do a one for one translation. Not knowing the game at all 
it's like debatable. Like, does she understand what the character actually went through? This and that. Does she right. need to? I don't know that answer. And if the script is good, she should. That that's my bigger concern is whoever wrote the script. Do they truly understand? Like a great example of a video game movie that I don't think a single writer or anyone did was the friggin' Resident Evil series on Netflix. They just decided to throw everything out the window and just say, all right, we'll just say it's Resident Evil throws on. We're going to make our own Resident Evil with blackjack and hookers. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck is this? Wait, that does sound pretty good, though. (laughs) (laughs) Hitting on top 17. (laughs) I don't blame the actress. Like her not knowing it. She was in Game of Thrones. She's in. She's had acting. She's more than capable. She yeah. So I don't doubt she can do the role. I, it's like, yeah, there will be some people, depending on her acting choices and whatever is written for her, she's only going to be able to do what's written for her. I think, like, you know, I don't think she needs to be like, oh, I, I got all the trophies from PlayStation and I understand the character 100%. Knowing it a little bit, eh, it could help. But but like I said, it's it's going to – time will tell, right? Like, right. like be, these PlayStation games are so much more cinematic and they did care about story – Number one reason why Last of Us is loved is the story. It's not even the game. The gameplay itself is fun, but let's be honest, it's not groundbreaking. Right. You know, I, so. I think that's that's one thing that's important to remember is, like you brought up the example of Henry Cavill as the Witcher. Uh, whether the Witcher failed or succeeded was not up to Henry Cavill. Mm-hmm. It was up to the showrunners and the scriptwriters and the directors and, and, you know, countless people who were involved in the production of this thing. And one of the reasons that The Witcher succeeded and the Netflix Resident Evil series failed is because whoever was in charge of those shows behind the scenes respected the source material of The Witcher where they did not give a rat's ass about the Resident Evil. And that mm-hmm. was the crucial difference. Henry Cavill's performance and whether he was familiar with Geralt of Rivia or not, it played a small part, but it was ultimately a very small fraction of why the show turned out the way it did. Exactly. 100% agree. And, you know, here's the deal. I watch a trailer. You know what? I'm hooked. I'm going to watch it. I'm probably going to enjoy it unless somehow it falls apart in the middle. But, I mean, that story, I feel like, is really hard to mess up that much that would be considered bad. Yeah. I and at the end of the day, you still have the game to go back to if you really want to relive. Oh, but I hate that. I hate that. Every time there's a remake that's coming up and people are like, well, you can't get mad about the remake because the original still exists. No, fucking bullshit. Remakes ruin everything. And just because the original exists doesn't mean that these companies can go shit on the stuff that we love. Rant over. Yeah. No. I hate you Fancy. you basically are in my head for what I said during the resolution. <laughs> Counterpoint. Remakes don't ruin everything. Case in point, the Resident Evil 2 remake that came out. Oh, no. Remake games are different than okay. shows. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, those remakes, that and three. Yeah, watch they... your. Yeah. You. I was mainly there. talking about Cowboy Bebop, if anybody. Was. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I didn't even bother. Kind of. I, I don't. Don't say it. Please. I was going to say he liked it. Here don't. it comes. Donnie, do it. Do it. Do it. Can I admit that I've never seen the original Death Note and I watched the new one and I said, oh, William Defoe. I always like him. He's creepy. I knew nothing about the anime and I just went, that's an interesting idea. And then I found out after I finished the movie, I said, oh, shit, it was an anime. Like, that's uh, all I knew about that. 
<laughs> You're literally killing me. <laughs> Listen, I mean, all I'll say is there's a difference between giving an adaptation and, like you said, the throwing out of material like Resident Evil did, that latest series, that's unforgivable. Everything else, though, like Death Note, and we've seen a lot of animes, unfortunately, translate it. They're just trying to cash in on actors' names. So Yes. I feel like this show, considering the, the level of actors they've gotten, they care enough to at least st- staff it well, I'll That's say. fair. They didn't put Chris Pratt as, as Joel. Yet. Yet. Can you imagine that? Right, right. <laughs> Jim, you copied you my said. beer. You copy what I'm saying in my shirt. <laughs> Take your shirt off. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, at least it doesn't look like the Dragon Ball evolution of Last of Us. So <laughs> Goku's in high school. <laughs> Damn it, Jim. Right, you don't know. You don't know pain. You're right. <laughs> But speaking of pain, and this is actually a bit of a follow-up to what you guys talked about recently on your podcast, uh, PlayStation Stars. Uh, when we talked last week, it was only in Japan. It got rolled out worldwide. And you guys basically all came to the conclusion of, this sounds like shit, we're not signing up for it. Sounds like you were right. because <laughs> We always everyone... are right. <laughs> well, obviously. But yeah, it basically came down to people were figuring out the, uh, the point totals and everything, because... What, for those who don't know from either of our shows, PlayStation Stars is a new program, a rewards-type <coughs> program, where you get points for buying games, for beating games, for trophies, and shit like that. So everyone's like, well, what's the conversion rate? Well, it turns out that if you want to buy a brand new $70 game using your points, you have to spend $1,750 in real money to do that. What a What bargain. a deal! <sighs> yeah. So, yeah, basically you get points for every dollar you spend, kind of, and then along points with beating the campaign and then other objectives and then trophies and shit like that. So, yeah, it's not like you just buy, like, three or four games. You have to buy a shitload of games and spend a fuck ton of money. Fuck you, Sony. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, what I didn't even realize before this, and I heard from friends who were like, you know, they're big into Sony and they signed up for it. They're like, well, I buy games anyway. I might as well get rewards for it. Guess fucking what? All of your trophies and all of your games and your library and your yeah. accomplishments, you start fresh. Right. They Fuck don't just that. carry over your shit. Fuck <laughs> that shit. See, I'm not starting over. My platinums are mine, and I'm keeping them. <laughs> your platinums are worthless, and you will like it. <laughs> I don't got a point. They are mine, and you're not taking them from me. Here, so, here, here's the deal. So we've said many times, when it comes to fan service... Like it or not, Xbox does it the best. Their loyalty programs, their gamer points. Like, I didn't even realize I was earning gamer, like, whatever the hell they call it. And then I realized, I was like, oh, I can get a couple, like, $20, like, things just from games I've been playing. It wasn't even purchasing games. It was like Jim said, like, play a certain campaign, do a certain amount of, just open a game and you get some points. Um, Really? That's on Xbox? Yeah, so Xbox, yep. I, I forget what it's called, but if you have Game Pass, it's automatically included uh, in it. Okay. And it's like daily achievements kind of deal. Something yeah. like that, Did but weekly. like literally, you'll get like 10 points for just opening a game. And then it's like, if you 
if you open three games in a week, it's like you get a hundred points. Like they're very generous because I keep buying new games because I get free points, but they're not direct. Like you can translate it. You got to translate it to like a ten dollar gift card or something like that. But still, that's something. I, I yeah. I actually I need to get in on that because my kids play my PS4 and my Xbox One. I'm primarily a PC player, um, but my my Xbox and my my PS4 are downstairs downstairs in the basement where yeah. the peasants live. And I, I can't go back to that life. I can't go down there again. Um, you know, I'm looking at maybe getting another TV over here to go with my other TV. And maybe then I'll bring them up here. But for now, where they reside, I, I can't go back to that it's life. It's where so, they belong, right? Exactly. Exactly. So I will have to have, I, I'll have to get in on that because my, my, like I said, my kids play a majority of that. And if they can earn me points, mm-hmm. if they can they work can. their asses off and earn me some stuff, I'll, I, I'm all for that. It's like we always say, child labor is the best. Yes, all right. I, <laughs> Just envisioning oh, Donnie taking out the PS4 into the lawn and like mowing it over and be like, "Canner <laughs> points on this thing." No, that's mine. I don't, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and if like, you want one more icing on the cake with this PlayStation Stars program, much like we're seeing work out so well with Overwatch too. You need to have a cell phone for it. It's not like you can just set up an account and shit like that. You need a smartphone in order to do it. What is and this shit? Fucking Call of Duty's doing it too. Like we right. just and, saw and, Overwatch yeah. fail doing it, and have to change it. And uh, Call of Duty's like, oh, by the way, you need to log in with a cell phone for you know to have your information going, and you can verify. Fucking information's already stolen anyway. It doesn't goddamn right. matter. The thing is, PlayStation has tried. They're they're doing the shit now with their monthly services and that whole thing. They're trying to copy the Game Pass. And I said it's like the tiered list of fan services, Xbox. PlayStation and Nintendo at the bottom because Nintendo in the future will be like, no, you're going to pay for your points and you're going to get a 50th version of Super Mario Brothers that you're going to pay for again and you're going to enjoy it. But here's a cute little emoticon or something like it'll be so ridiculous. This conversion rate is so outrageous that if anyone's signing up for it, you deserve it. That's the best I can say. It makes me think of the conversion rate of what you're paying off in Ready Player One. Like all the yeah. hours that you're, you're there with your headset, you're doing the manual labor, and you earn mm-hmm. a dollar a week. Yeah. I mean, shit, we live in an age where every game now that's multiplayer gets a battle pass. That if you're not grinding exclusively to that game, you're never going to unlock shit. So you got to right. pay more. It's a sad... Uh, Sad future for us with gaming. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> Embrace a digital future, eat the bugs, live in the pod, fuck you. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing. That's why I don't want to play Ubisoft games anymore, because you have to log in with your fucking Ubisoft account to pay the game that you already played for. Even if you don't want to play online, you just want to play a single-player thing, you have to log in with the Ubisoft account so that they can market you ad nauseum beyond what's already in the menus in the game. Like, no, I love Assassin's Creed, but I'm not doing this anymore. Every time. Yep. Is it the same as cable, though? Like, we were all happy when all of a sudden we got streaming services. And we're like, I don't really need cable. And now now you're paying more for all the multiple services. And now every game company is going to become their own streaming service. Like, have an account with this, this, this. It's... I called this before it even happened. I saw that like all these little streaming services started to pop up. It was like, now every single channel is going to have their own streaming service. Mm-hmm. Now you've got Peacock and CBS and, and Hulu and Netflix and yada, yada, yada. And you're paying 10 bucks for this guy. 
And yet they they started at seven bucks, but now they're up at fifteen. Then they're going to twenty, and now you're having twenty, forty, sixty, eighty, hundred. Okay, well now I'll just go get Directv again, and <laughs> yep. Now Directv is cheaper <laughs> than all this life. stuff combined. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know, Ryan. What do you think? I mean, what's your take on all this? Uh, in regards to the fact that Sony's point system is a joke. Uh, you know it's it's interesting to me too that you know when it comes to a loyalty system you would expect that there would be more immediate perks for people right off the bat i mean honestly when they're coming out with something new like that it seems like you would want to be able to put some quote-unquote trophies in the trophy case where people tell their friends about it oh look at this i got this perfectly new game all that's good stuff and and really it just sounds like uh it's just a time sink and if you just so happen to be extremely rich that you can afford to buy $1,750 worth of games just to get a free one. Uh, it's a deal. Average, right. It's a, <laughs> I just want to meet the person that's like, finally, I get to get a free fucking game. Out of <laughs> you know? I want to yeah. meet the person who decided that this exchange rate was like. No, the peasants are totally going to go for this. People can totally afford to spend $1,700 before they get one reward. Mm-hmm. I want to meet this person in their ivory tower. Well, at least it started shitty and not like, say, like Duncan with their rewards app, where like you could buy coffee three days in a row and you'd get basically a free coffee. And they just recently changed it. And it's like, uh, like they've changed it into tears. So they think you're giving you more. But it's like, Cheers. oh, 100, 100 <laughs> points, you get a free hash brown. No one wants to fucking hash brown. We just want to go for the goddamn coffee. So now you got to spend five oh, times as much browns. to get your goddamn coffee. I love hash browns. <laughs> they find I love these you. reward programs that think that tears are the way to go. <laughs> hey, Jim, by the way, Duncan. What? Wah. You have Wawa. You should be going there like a goddamn champ. Instead, you're being a peasant. Stop going to Duncan. Well, Wawa needs goddamn drive-through, and I'm very lazy. So there you go. God, so you guys aren't fans of sheets? Is that? It? Oh, don't even. <laughs> oh, fucking sheets, sheets. Oh, but we have a few more hot sandwiches. <laughs> oh, fuck it, fucking bitch. Amish Wawa, get the fuck out! Of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of here! For non-East Coast people. Yeah, I don't know think, what sheets is. Think, think, both of them are a more advanced 7-Eleven gas station. Okay, that's the best way I can put. Okay. Like legit better food. That you think of like another fast food, like a, I guess like a Chipotle that you can order stuff from a kiosk and have everything you want in a convenience store plus a gas station. But in PA specifically, there's like a split down the middle. It's like Wawa, we have uh, from our end down to almost Florida, and Sheets goes out to how far out does that go? I feel I- like it. It I think traveled. it hits the Midwest. It goes away. It goes away. Yeah. So it's just there's always the debate. It's like the we, we have a vicious needles. battle between our gas stations, uh, sandwich shops. So, <laughs> but the blues like I'll just take my seven eleven. She's sitting here going, you know what this sounds like, right? No. Have you guys ever been to a Bucky's? I haven't heard of that. Yeah. Oh man, take Wawa and like put it on steroids. It's really it's like almost like a grocery store, but it also has home decor stuff and like furniture. It's like a Walmart, a gas station. Yeah, Walmart. basically, it's, a, it's <laughs> wow. like a gas station with a Walmart attached. It's insane. Bucky's, I yeah, I don't because I remember when Royal Farms finally started to get out here, and it was like, oh my god, Royal Farms, we can get their chicken now. And then you get in, you're like, oh, it's 
gas station chicken. <laughs> You're like, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, Blue, you. I'm trying to think. I don't know if there's an equivalent out where you are for anything Wawa or. Nah. Is there, there, there's no better version of a like if you go to a convenience. She's like, store, we go to a real store. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> right. go to a convenience store. We go to a anything? real coffee shop, a, a real yeah. store. We make many stops in the morning. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, like I guess that is just an East Coast thing. I guess. Yeah. We'll we should all that. start one right in Blue's hometown. Yep. <laughs> all, all invest uh, in it, right? You're welcome to. <laughs> I'm sure we'll take right off. Exactly. It's an untapped market. I'm just saying. There'll just be a voice of Chris Pratt over the loudspeaker. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'm Chris Pratt. This sound is pretty good. Come on. All right, Chambers. So I know we just covered a lot with Sony, but to kind of close it out with them, they did make a statement. Look, we're not Xbox. We're not, we're not like specific Sony haters. We have a lot of Xbox topics for next week already lined up. Yeah. But yeah. this week is Sony heavy, and they actually confirmed they're still going to keep developing their PS4 games along with the PS5. Couldn't possibly be because they can't fucking make enough PS5s for people, <laughs> could it? Could that be the reason, Jim? Well, it's it's funny that you're seeing, like, on, like we're all Twitter people for the most part, except for you, Brian, you lucky prick. Yep. But uh, <laughs> so we're starting to see, like, those tweets trickle in where it's like, oh, my God, I'm seeing a PlayStation 5 for the first time in store and shit like that. We're we're two, two and a half years in, and people are finally able to start to buy these fucking things. Let's not forget the fact that there's all of, what, six exclusive games so far after two years for this goddamn thing? So, yeah, why wouldn't you keep playing or buying, making games for the system that sold 120 million copies or whatever? But then again, it's like, why don't you start making it worth it for people like Brian and I who have a PS5 and we're lucky enough to get one? And be like, oh, hey, this is justified. Jim, that's a little bit of an elitist idea right there because you just got l- bullshit lucky enough that your wife did all the research and got you a PS5. You would oh, never yeah, have gotten that shit without her. So, Oh, right. Like most things in my life, like my success was not brought on by my own skill or intuition or anything like that. <laughs> Where drive or smarts, looks, personality, none of, none of that. But, <laughs> I, but I, fact is, I still got one. I Here's I, – I don't like the idea – you should only make shit exclusive when it's ideal because we've seen this. I think the the generation that really towed the line was the 360 and PS3 into the PS4 and Xbox One because it's like, did you really need that jump yet? And there were some games that really needed it. Right now, yeah, I know there are. I think Wolverine is a game they're talking about will be a PS5 exclusive and uh, the newer Spider-Man. Yeah. But here's that's a, kind of it. Here's the deal: if you can't, if as we said at the beginning, if, if there's still a shortage of supplies, why fuck with it? Like if unless you can give people the consoles to play the games, then you're gonna shortchange yourself on how many are gonna be sold. That yeah, it's just it's math, Jim. <laughs> the poor corporations can't make enough money. Yeah. <laughs> how about you make it worth it for people to actually go out and get the new ones? <laughs> what do you What do you guys think? Well, this is something that we talked about on our show is the idea that there is a shortage of PS5s and Series Xs. And uh, as of July of this year, there had been 21.4 million PS5s sold, which is not exactly a shortage. 
uh, I kind of think it's just a case of the demand is so much higher than it was in previous generations that it feels like there's a shortage, but there's really not. Mm. And it probably didn't help that like a pandemic happened right after they came right. out. So everyone wanted everything just to be able to stay home and be entertained. Right, so besides exactly. just the scalpers and shit like that, buying it all up, like just people just bought it up in general when they saw them. Right. Yeah. But after two and a half years, it's like, you probably have should have more than six games for the console that's like worth going out for. I feel called out. Uh, <laughs> I, I I had my hands on uh, two PS5s and two Xbox uh, one, uh, two Xbox Xs, and I sold them both. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame you. <laughs> no. If I was in if I was in the market for it, like I'd probably be doing the same. Like the only reason I got mine is because my uh, next my neighbor, like he knows a guy in Central PA. So if you're in a more rural area, like there's less competition for people finding it. So yeah. you can find systems in those things. So he only upcharged me thirty bucks just for his time, basically. But oh damn, and, yeah, I was like <laughs> oh, thirty bucks extra. Okay, yeah, sure, here you go. Yeah, Perfect. I'll pay that all day. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, like it's tough, but it's still like, can you guys maybe start to make it worth their while? <laughs> like, I mean, I, I'm shitting on PlayStation right now, but Xbox has all of what like three exclusives, maybe. For the series console line, so yeah, I'm not sure. Do they have any? Like, are they all cross-platform? That's a, Xbox's big thing is the cross-platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like it's obviously like they're like they're focused. They're going all in on Game Pass at this point. Right. Like it just got announced today that like it's coming to Oculus and shit like that, which is crazy. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, if you want to be a service, like that's how you do it. So eventually, but if be- you want to sell consoles. Right. Like, yeah, it's tough to be, like, a vehicle for playing it when you start to put it everywhere, too. So right. It, it's it's a weird line that they're trying to, like, have their cake and eat it, too. And I don't know what the best way is, but so far, Game Pass is working. It's still the best service. So, at least in this, uh, the meantime, it's working. But I don't know. It's just fucking weird that, like, you still, like, get to this point. Because last console genera- generation, it was the same deal where everyone was bitching that every game's a remake. Every game's still being released for the 360 and PS3. And then it took three or four years before, like, you know, they're like, okay, we're cutting off. We're just doing this. And we're seeing that again. But, I don't know, it just feels different this time where it feels like, at this point, we probably should have more by now. I just think one of the things you run into, with, especially when it's the technology gets better, it's there's less and less difference between what's going to be on the PlayStation 4 and what's on the PlayStation 5. I mean, you really have to kind of utilize only specifically the technology that's in the ps5 for it to be an exclusive game for that so uh it and that's i think it's gotten that way with every generation where it's just slowly getting to that point where there's not that much of a difference between the previous generation and what we're seeing now so i think maybe that might be behind it as well because if you, if you can easily program it for the ps4 why not you know mm-hmm. it's still money in your pocket but it's because yeah. they want you to go. I mean, that's the thing. They want you to go out and spend the money on that new PS5 console, so they can say, "Oh, we we were up there. Look at look at how many PS5 consoles we sold. Look at how many look look at how much money people are spending on this stuff." They don't want you to go and spend money on $199 on a PS4. And honestly, I would really like it if they would fucking if I could find a PS4. My son wants his own PS4. He's like, "Dad, can I buy your PS4 off you?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> you're like get back in the basement peasant <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's uh it's essentially the cyberpunk effect right so even if games do come out on both platforms you're just kind of crossing your fingers that they actually work on the ps4 versus the ps5 mm-hmm. yeah i i jim and i also covered this before but 
you're never going to see quite that leap between generations and technology and graphics and everything like we have in the past. Like, don't get me wrong. There is a difference between PS4 and PS5 when it's optimized. But it's not as monumental as some of the shifts we've seen in the past. So you're kind of like, do you really need to do it at this point? So I'm fine with the fact, you know, keep developing for PS4. I don't care enough. I'm sorry. Even Gemini as PS5 guys, like, I don't need my exclusives to make it worthwhile. I, um, Brian, shut I'm up, Jim. Playing my, I'm playing my <laughs> PS5 on a 2011 plasma screen. <laughs> 2011. <laughs> it's a Panasonic VR. So oh, oh, I know, oh, I know, Jim. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm. you know what? Like, maybe this will give some breathing room, even though there's still a healthy window between console generations. Maybe we need to start seeing those gaps a little bit more until technology really catches up that it's worthwhile. I don't know. That's just my quick opinion on that. No, I agree. I completely agree. That's the opinion of, of an, a fan of video games versus a corporation who exists to make money. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Like, honestly, I think we could have done with the Xbox X and the PS4 for another, what, five or six years? Easily. Easily. Yeah. Because the, the technology, from my opinion, doesn't really justify coming out with a new console. No. There, there's no significant difference, at least now, between the, the PS4 and the tracing. PS5. Ah, uh, yeah, the I ray mean, tracing. Ooh, I can... The dual sense is pretty killer. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, I, could see the, I could see the beads of sweat ripple down the, the person's butt, like in clear HK HDR. Like, uh, do I really need that? Uh, but not in Mario's Depends on what you're movie, into. They took it away. Right, not yeah. Mario's, but it's just like, whoop, not. <laughs> just remember watching this news report of a mom they were interviewing her after the super nintendo came out and she was like well sometimes companies make things to try to get more money off of you and i remember of Thanks, course mom. Wa- right, right i'm watching it in you know like the, the future here and be like no there's a difference you should know the difference <laughs> she just she was ahead of her time she was just a little bit ahead of her time <laughs> so guys i have one more topic for us and it's something I, uh, I've done for Jim and I, and it's kind of like in the past I've looked at directors or things um, of what would make a good video game. And I, now I've specified it to specific movies, and since we're all of the same general age range, I hope you guys all know this movie. But do you think there could be a good game made of the movie The NeverEnding Story? And I don't know if you guys know the movie. Of course. I see I see a lot of facial movement, so at least you know the movie. Jim hates the movie. <laughs> only because I hate the movie, too. No, no, thank you. No, Jim only hates it because at the beginning, the kid gets thrown in a dumpster, so it rem- it was reminiscent of his childhood. Oh. You did the slow, oh. irking smile turning around to me because I had never oh. seen it before. You did the old... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I okay i put this movie the same way as legend and a lot of the fantasy the labyrinth they're all they're fantasy like i look at those as when i was a kid i i was sick stayed at home i had a vhs of those one of those was going on it was like the fantasy movie for me as a kid so i just threw that out there but in general even though there was like technically an amiga version and like a pc version I don't count those. I'm saying we see a lot of nostalgia being thrown our ways. Um, more popular titles, even Killer Clowns from Outer Space, is getting a is getting a game, which I'm yeah. 
definitely excited for. But something like this, could this be a movie? And I'll be honest, when I first saw it, I or could this be a game? And I saw it and I went, why can't it be like an 8-bit adventure that maybe has a flying stage when you're on Falcor? And then you decide scrolling whatever, like like Shovel Knight or these other games that go to this 8-bit style. So, I don't know. I wanted to let you guys, what do you think? Could this be a movie or a game? Okay, so it's a Dead by Daylight clone where you're on <laughs> Falcor and you're chasing the kids around the, <laughs> the block, right? Not the dumpster. <laughs> <laughs> every time every time Falcor kills a guy, you're like, yeah! yeah! <laughs> I'm in. I will play that. <laughs> I remember this the movie specifically as a kid because I got to see some boobies, and you know they, they were boobies in the movie. Well, the statues, the, the, oh, the statues. I was like, wait, wait, I was like, wait a second, we saw a different Man, you movie. You were desperate. <laughs> wait, I was like, I see your copy. I was gonna say, which copy of Never Ending Story <laughs> did you see? Skinamax <laughs> <laughs> <a> exclusive. <laughs> yeah. I personally, I I don't think it could be made into a game because it seemed like it was more narrative heavy as opposed to content heavy. Um, in case in point with, with legend, that was story heavy and content heavy. And I feel like that could be a game in its, in and of itself, but the never ending story, it just seemed like it was too much spent on narrative as opposed to actual like meat of the story. Mm. That's my, it's based off the book though. So maybe you could adapt the book. Cause I would imagine there's probably a lot more, if there's no, if there's not an opportunity for combat, you're gonna struggle making it a game, unless you want to do just like a point and click, yeah, like yeah, a telltale game or something, right? Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, I did. I guess the lack of combat dooms it as a game in my eyes. Uh, no, you're actually you're definitely right, and I think my my judgment of the game itself, I just remember like I don't remember every piece of it. I remember Bastion, Falcor. The horse dying in the goddamn swamp or quick swamp of sadness or, or sorrow. Yeah. And, 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 and the horse actually died. Let's not forget that. Did he really? Yeah. When they were making the movie, that's the, that's the rumor that floats around the internet is the horse actually died because they put it in the sand and they couldn't get it out. Oh, so oh shit. Well, now that's just Sorry. <laughs> well, I want to watch this now. But wait, is this like the, uh, the, there's someone hanging in the wizard of Oz, wizard of Oz in, yeah. in, in, in the woods. Is this one right. of those rumors? Right. One of those creepy pasta rumors. Yeah. But no, like, I, I don't know. Like I thought of all three of those, like, and then you got friggin' labyrinth with, that weird ass movie and his like boner during his songs. (laughs) So it's like, you know, I looked at all those. I'm like, how did they never turn to games? And then when I looked them up, they all had some weird, weird, obscure Amiga or PC version. But um, Brian, we don't count Euro Trash on this show. <laughs> <laughs> but I was trying to go to an 80s childhood since, like I said, we're all about the same age. So I wanted to say, you know, could it be a game? So I think the majority of you are saying probably can't. Best if it's not. Yeah. Yeah, don't ruin we know, it. We know Jim's opinion. I haven't watched enough of it. You gave me that goddamn smile after the dumpster scene. I was like, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> you looked at me, you son of a bitch. Because <laughs> I could feel it. I could, Just like fucking other movies, I could fucking feel you looking at me. And I was goddamn right. I'm the victim, Jim. No, you sure are. <laughs> Hashtag victim. 
Yep. <laughs> no, but guys, we really, truly, truly want to say thank you so much for coming on. Once again, please make sure hit all the links below. Follow them, hit subscribe, give them five stars, and just like us, give them five stars. Even if you want to bash them, give them five stars so that way they can review it. <laughs> we will take we'll it. read your five reviews stars. on the show. Right. So the same way. But with that, we want to thank you all so much for coming on. Once again, really appreciate it. With that, we want to say have a good night, everyone, and cheers. 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 Awesome. cheers.